You're listening to the ESPN Chicago pregame show. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Bears and Rams a little over an hour away. The Bears have a huge opportunity now with what looks like the entire NFC North going winless today. The Packers have not lost yet, but they trail the Saints 38-3. to The Lions and Vikings have both already lost today, so the Bears have a huge opportunity to take advantage of, but it's going to be very tough sledding at SoFi Stadium because it's a they're op- again I've called it I've deemed it the unofficial opening Dion. Yeah, well it is. First of all, it's it's stunning and that is to everyone who's there for the first time mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fans that were not there last year. So this is it's it's a huge stage for the Bears and for the Rams. I mean, this is a big deal. Yep, and they have an opportunity to show off their brand new toy in Matthew Stafford and you better believe Sean McVay is excited about that. Let's go to SoFi Stadium and check in with Jeff Dickerson who's there live and Get his firsthand account of the palace in Inglewood. What's up, J.D.? How's it going? What's it look like out there? It is great to be with both of you guys. Well, the weather, just like back home, I'm told, is spectacular out here today. So, I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous, uh, probably in like the, the mid to upper 70s, just beautiful with the breeze. Uh, this place is quite impressive. So, you know, I didn't know much about this place until today. You know, this is obviously built on the old Hollywood Park ground. So it's a humongous parcel of land they are beginning to develop with office complexes they're building tons of um, condos the stadium is just majestic and unbelievable you know there's the rumor that steve Ballmer wants to move the clippers to this area uh can you imagine what the property you know the values are going to do if that happens they'll triple again um this stadium really has everything even has a beautiful water feature you don't see too many water features in the front (laughs) of stadiums Mm. uh but this one here is is quite stunning uh, inside, obviously, it has all the bells and whistles. It's beautiful. Uh, so many luxury suites. But the seats themselves, uh, I was walking around because I got here early. The seats themselves are pretty close to the action. Mm. So it's not like, you know, the worst, one of the worst stadiums is Washington, uh, FedEx Field, because it's just so high and fans are so far away from the action. Here, even though it's enormous, it feels like the fans are right on top of you. So it is a, uh, Quite a place, and uh, like you guys said, Jeff Dion, I mean, this is a big opportunity for the Bears to really prove a lot of people wrong and silence a lot of critics that just don't believe that when you add it all up, this team has made enough improvements to be a viable you know, contender to win playoff games this year. Well, Jeff, you said it. This is a very big game, and obviously the Rams want to show off what Matthew Stafford can do because he is there, as Jeff just said, shiny new toy. But Justin Fields is that for the Bears. Do you think we see him at all tonight? Dion, there's no question. I've felt that way um, since training camp opened. I think there's just too much upside to play him a little bit. Um, and you saw the trend today. If you were, you know, we were sitting around the hotel a lot this morning because we're on Pacific time and everything, and it's a night game. So you watched Trey Lance play a little bit for San Francisco. You, you saw what, what Kyle Shanahan did. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be as comprehensive as that tonight, but I do believe that they would love to get Justin Fields out there for a couple of snaps and what a great red zone threat he can be with his mobility and he did look good in those red zone passing drills the Bears talked a lot throw Danny Dalton but throw Justin Fields in practice um, this summer so yes Dion I think if you don't see him at least a couple of times tonight um, I'll be surprised 
And I'll be, I think Bears fans will be disappointed. And I think the Bears do want to show them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jeff Dickerson joining us live from SoFi Stadium as the Bears get set to take on the Rams tonight on Sunday Night Football at 7.20. This is your Bears pregame show. I'm Jeff Miller along with Dion Miller. J.D., we just went over the inactives. Nick Foles, Brashard Perriman, Duke Shelley, Iggy, mm-hmm. uh, Simmons, Jesper Horstead, and Eddie Goldman all inactive. Any surprises to you amongst that list? Well, well Duke Shelley was playing a lot of meaningful snaps guys at nickel Mm -hmm. in the preseason. So, I mean, they're going to have to do some uh, maneuvering there. I know they're very high uh, on a lot of these young cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, Artie Burns is probably going to might might get a look. Um, (laughs) They don't have big numbers at corner. And then to deactivate Duke Shelley, when you're playing the Rams, who you know Matthew Stafford is going to pass the heck out of the football tonight. That, I thought, was a very curious decision. And we'll see how they sort of, unless that's a mistake, but they announced it a couple of times. They said, 20 Duke Shelley is inactive. <laughs> uh, so that one really jumped out to me. Um, you know, Eddie Goldman, we knew, did not make the trip to Los Angeles. That's super disappointing. Uh, Bilal Nichols, what a great opportunity for him. Talk about opportunities. Mm-hmm. Someone looking to get paid after this season to step up and have a really meaningful role tonight. Um, so, And then, you know, Rashad Perriman is obviously just not ready yet, doesn't know enough yet to be out there and be active. But the hope is at some point, he'll be able to contribute with that speed because that's the reason why they signed him. You look at this defense, though, Jeff, obviously they know how good Matthew Stafford is and he is going to want to pass the ball. What it, All week we saw Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn listed as questionable. And where where do you feel like this defense is under Sean Desai wanting to really return to that 2018 form? But they're older now and there's new guys there. Like how realistic is this that they're going to be able to to look that good and and be a difference maker? Yeah, it's not realistic at all. I not not at all. I mean, yeah. in 2018, they were so incredible. They led the league in almost every category mm-hmm. you can have on defense. I mean, if you went to the media guy that year and you listed all the things they were number one in, you wrote like two paragraphs. I'm serious. I did it a couple of times for stories <laughs> I had to do for ESPN.com. They're not going to be that way. Hopefully they can be in the ballpark 2018, but, you know, I mean, a lot of things have to break the right way. So Khalil Mack was out very early. I played the role of Dion today. I was down there sweating, <laughs> you know, waiting for a live shot. Dion deserves a raise, just for the record. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. You do, too. And watching him come out early and warm up. Um, he looked fine, but they need him to dominate. It has not been a, a very satisfying last two seasons for Khalil Mack. If you put up the numbers, Mack versus Aaron Donald, I know they're different positions, okay? But if you put up those numbers, and, and not just the obvious ones, the sacks, the PFLs, I'm talking about pass-rush win ratio, the advanced metrics we do at ESPN, Aaron Donald blows Khalil Mack away. I mean, annihilates him. Mm-hmm. So he needs to have Khalil Mack a big year. He needs to start tonight. He needs to stay healthy. And, again, I could not see any issues you know, with him running pregame. He looked, he looked pretty good, and he better not have any issues tonight because they got to turn him loose and he's got to get home multiple times for them to have a shot to win. J.D., uh, you bring up a lot of great points there. I am concerned right now about, you know, the excitement is there because the game is about to finally kick off and the Bears season is ready to get underway. But I have legit concern on both sides of the ball because they're going up against one of the best defenses on paper and one of the best defenses from last season. I know Brandon Staley is no longer there, but still the talent is out there on the field and it's, you know, this Bears offense certainly doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence with Andy Dalton under center. And then conversely... I look at Sean McVay 
having added Matthew Stafford, I look at this yeah. is on a primetime game where, like, as I said, the unofficial opening because fans are finally back in the stands at SoFi Stadium now, or I'm sorry, in the stands for the first official regular season game. And I think Matthew, uh, Sean McVay is going to have, uh, he's going to be licking his lips at the opportunity to put up some huge numbers on this Bears secondary. Yeah. Jeff, this is a horrible matchup. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. This is a horrible matchup for them to open the year. The Rams are better. With Matthew Stafford, they are better. How did Jared Goff look today without Sean McVay in Detroit? Mm. I mean, they stunk, and that was a blowout. San Francisco's, you know, a, a good team, but they're not, you know, in this in the NFC West, they're, they're not favored or anything uh, by by most people. Um, the Bears are maybe maybe marginally better, but it's not like an overwhelming sense of improvement. And I agree. And then look what Cleveland has been doing to Kansas City. Now, I walk outside here on this beautiful terrace. They also have a, um, a turf field out here, too. They got a lot going on. <laughs> a lot, lot going on here so far. Um, so I walked out. So I'm not watching the Chiefs-Browns. Um, the Browns were about to score again. But that's a terrible matchup for them week three on the road. This is not easy. They, gotta, you know, they, they need to keep it respectable tonight, beat the Bengals, beat the Lions, which they should. And try to get the Vegas at two and two, and then we'll see where the season kind of goes. To me, that's the pivot point of the year. We all feel that, you know, Deion and I covering these games. We always mm-hmm. know like when a team is having a real inflection point. I think it's going to be that Vegas game uh, in early October. If they can get there two and two, they give themselves a shot. But if they get blown out tonight, it's going to be a rough week. And the Bengals are the Bengals, but you never know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm not ultra confident. But if they can come out tonight and play well. What an incredible boost that would be for everyone in, the, in that franchise. Oh, Bears would be in first place. I mean, uh, it's it would be so exciting. But I'm very concerned about the offensive line, Jeff. I know you've seen it as much as I have, that these guys conditioning on the fly, the aging Jason Peters. I'm not feeling good about the, their ability to protect anybody behind center or even be able to open holes for David Montgomery. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Well, uh, the way that I would look at it objectively is, I think Cody Whitehair would be a good starting offensive lineman on most teams around the league, and that's kind of where it ends. Wow. Like, when you project Jermaine Effetti being a, a starting right tackle for most teams around the league? Eh, probably not. Mm. James Daniels was a former high pick. I still think he has a lot to prove. Missed a lot of time this summer because of health. Sam Mustafer is a very nice player. So he's working really hard, but he's still young. He's ascending. I don't think he's quite reached that point just yet. And then, you know, Jason Peters would have absolutely been on everyone's team, you know, five, seven years ago. But at 39, what is he going to give you? So I I think, Deion, I think if you don't share those concerns that you laid out, then you're just not paying attention. I'll take it one step further. You mentioned David Montgomery, who should be a huge part of the offense tonight. Should be. Should be. We have just seen so many instances where his, you know, carries are very spotty. They don't run the ball early. They kind of give up on it. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing a lot of bubble screens. Those don't work. Not for the Bears. Mm. Other teams, maybe, not the Bears. Then you're seeing some goofy, you know, what the heck is this? <laughs> um, if they can, if Montgomery can get hot and rip off some big runs early on, what a huge difference that would be. But they have to prove that they're going to commit to him. Matt Nagy went on record saying he wants them to touch the ball 20 times per game. Mm-hmm. If they do that and they have that approach, then I think they do have an opportunity to keep things competitive offensively. But if they don't and they're one-dimensional, they don't have the talent to overcome that, in my opinion. Jeff Dickerson joining us live from SoFi Stadium as the Bears get set to take on the Rams. How's Eddie Jackson look out in warm-ups in that new number four number? 
sweet number. I, I am a big fan of the uh, single-digit numbers. Mm-hmm. I know there are some that say, oh, you know, should keep it like the old days. You know, when <laughs> we, all hate, we all hate change, J.D. Both, both Dean and I have uh, off the air lamented the uh, single digits change. for uh, – <laughs> For uh, some of the uh, linebackers and uh, defensive backs. Oh, you know what? I'm okay with defensive backs. It's linebackers like Shaq Thompson now wearing seven on the Carolina Panthers. That's completely got my head spinning. Let me tell you something. Back in Buffalo Grove High School, oh. the greatest number you could wear on defense was number seven. I was not number seven. Mm. But we, that was for our best defensive player. And there that you typically go. when I played was our middle linebacker. So to me, number seven on a linebacker looks awfully darn good. There you go. That's just my opinion. I like it. Um, another Ajax, another guy who I mean, look, they have they have playmakers at every level. They do. These guys just have have to have big years. You know, Akeem Hicks has got to have a big year. Will Max got to have a big year. Roquan Smith's got to have the big year. A Jackson's got to go back to taking the ball away, and they got to take they got to take the ball away tonight. Otherwise, you know, you can we can go home right now. They're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, you know, he looks healthy. I think that uh, injury he had to begin training camp is in the past, and and they need him to contribute and, and take the ball away whenever possible. Well, JD, do you have a prediction for us? I'm sure you've said oh, it already yeah. on these airwaves. I'm all things predictions. Come on now, ESPN.com. I think I had to predict this game back in February. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and or do you feel the, the same way? Back in April. Do you feel uh, the same I way? I picked uh, 24-14 Rams. That's right. I, I didn't. I didn't pick a crazy score. I didn't go to Crazy Town here and give you like a you know 40 to 10 or anything like that. But um, 24-14, just because I just have to see it for myself at the offense has made the strides that Matt Nagy has told us over and over again that they have made. I just think you have to show it to make people like me true believers. Well, Green Bay called and said anything's possible, J.D. This is true. It's 38-3. And that's a huge <laughs> loss for them. Now, that's a, that's a screwball one because, you know, the Saints are very good. Even though yeah. they lost two breeze, they're very good. you got to go play in Jacksonville. No one likes to play in Jacksonville. I mean, that's like, if you were to call, you should, we should prank Rob Domofsky right now. He's so angry being in Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, I'm at SoFi. Where are you? You know, this place is a dump. It's like the polar opposite. So that was a tough one for them. Mm. Uh, I still think they're going to be okay. Uh, But, uh, yeah, like you guys said to start this all off, you know, look, the Bears have a chance to be in first place by the end of the night at the NFC North. When you have a chance to make that happen, you got to do whatever you can to, to make it work. So we'll see. It's right in front of them. We'll see what they can do with it. All right, JD. Well, uh, go check out that uh, the uh, media spread that they're going to offer up at SoFi Stadium and uh, report back to us uh, later on tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be hearing plenty from you uh, on ESPN 1000. Jeff, here's the beauty of this. Yes, already scouted it out. Filet uh-huh. mignon fajitas. <gasps> Just saying. Oh, I mean, so yeah, it's not like the meatball sandwiches we get at Soldier Field. For real. <laughs> but Dude. I mean, and they have co- they have packaged prepackaged cob salad. Stop they have, like, it. A, like a variety of things. You know what? I'm going to snap a picture and send to you guys. Yes. Not, yes. I, I, that's Tweet it out, J.D. Thing. I'm not trying to step on Ross's feet. He loves the, the media meals across the country. But if you saw what they have here, <laughs> it's I, unbelievable. T- so t- I'm going to go. Yeah, J- J.D., tweet it out. Uh, we will retweet you and tag Rob Domofsky as well. Oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't. No, Ross Tucker will get mad at me. He has All more right. of the market. Listen, the, it's your uh, first time there. I dining think. experiences from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. But I will I'm... text Rob privately. See where his level of agitation's at on a scale of one to ten. Usually on a good day, he's at a seven. Today, I'm gonna guess he's probably at about a thirteen or fourteen. I feel like if you did it one time and you credited Ross Tucker and say, like, you know, in honor yeah. of my man Ross Tucker, my first time at SoFi, gotta let uh, the folks know what they're uh, serving up here for the pregame spread. He'd be okay with it, but your call, maybe. Man. 
I'm on good terms with Ross. I don't want to ruin that. He's a budding right. superstar in this. In this like show, I said, right? I, yeah. I think if you credit him, though, I don't think he'd be too upset. I don't but, think so either. But hey, your call. All right, JD. Uh, thanks as always. We will be talking to you all throughout the, the uh, all throughout the season. So uh, thanks for popping on today. Thanks, Jeff. You bet, guys. Enjoy the game. All right, Jeff Dickerson, live from SoFi Stadium. This is the Chicago Bears pregame show on ESPN 1000, brought to you by Three Chi and Valparaiso University. I'm Jeff Miller, alongside ABC 7's Dion Miller. We are bringing you up till 7 o'clock as the Bears get set to take on the Rams at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. All right, Dion, where do you want to go from here? we got plenty of things to cover, so many things to talk about. Is anything uh, wet in your whistle here? I'm kind of mad we didn't take this on the road for the first one. We should have done that. We should have been at SoFi Stadium. We should have been at SoFi Stadium. That's a good right? point. Okay. All right, Sorry. we're going to discuss that in the <laughs> so break. So I'm not sure where we're going to go I next. Think, I think week two, it's a much stronger possibility that we could, <laughs> we could be there for, uh, for the pregame show. True as the Bears will uh, have their home opener next week. But um, plenty to cover here on the pregame show. Maybe up next we uh, discuss the fact that Sean McVay is preparing for two quarterbacks. He knows Justin Mm -hmm. Fields on the Bears roster, and it's not just Andy Dalton that he's got his guys prepped and ready for. He's got uh, thoughts about Justin Fields playing. We'll talk about that next. It's time for another episode of Miller & Miller. America's favorite Bears pregame. The ESPN Chicago pregame show. Here is ABC 7's Dion Miller and fantasy guru Jeff Miller. Little under an hour away from kickoff as the Bears start the 2021 campaign in Los Angeles against the Rams tonight in what will truly be a very difficult test as Sean McVay and uh, the the offensive genius Sean McVay gets an opportunity to unveil his offense with Matthew Stafford at the helm. And, of course, that vaunted defense, which was excellent last season and has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, two of the best at their position. So uh, it's going to be a very difficult test, Dion. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bears' offense tries to move the ball against this defense in a way that they that Matt Nagy hasn't been able to in the past. And we've seen a lot of disaster friction on the sidelines when they played the Rams in the past. Mm. I'm interested to see how this offense shows up because Nagy has said all along that he this is Andy's team. We feel really good about Andy Dalton. We've not fans media nobody's really seen any of that through those three pre- preseason games. So this is the first time they're seeing it and Wow. Yeah. Good test for them. Uh, I'm a little anxious, like real anxiety for what might happen. Now, we did get some good news. We gave out the inactives and Darnell Mooney was not among them. And I know he had the back injury that he was on the injury report. I think he's going to be needed if they're going to have any chance to really win. Remember last year when they played the Rams, he actually beat Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Nick Foles wasn't able to connect, though. But Mooney actually had he he brings an element that is going to be very badly needed if they're going to have success, because as good as Allen Robinson is, you need Mooney to take the top off the defense and allow Allen Robinson to work underneath and so the fact that Robinson is not in on the inactives is a good sign and gives the, at least me a little more confidence in what they can do offensively even though I think it's going to be tough sledding it, it is and and then and then I wonder how and when might they use Justin Fields you heard JD say he thinks without a doubt we're mm. going to see him tonight this is a very big game bears want to show off what they have show that they've made progress 
Justin Fields is the biggest acquisition they can bring out there to say that's their shiny new penny that they can say, look, we can do something with this. And and so I'm I'm interested to see how they might use him and and what that will look like and how effective he can maybe be. And Rams head coach Sean McVay will not be completely off guard if Justin Fields is sent onto the field. I think it'd be naive for us not to prepare for you know them to be able to utilize him in some form or fashion. But uh, Andy's a winning quarterback in this league, does a great job. You know, I, I really have seen a lot of film of Andy, even going back to when Jay Gruden was his coordinator at Cincinnati. So very familiar with what a really good quarterback he is. He, he does a great job, accurate anticipation, recognizes the, the looks defensively, can straighten up protections. So Andy Dalton's a, a really good quarterback, and uh, it'll be a great challenge. And then you see the, the ways that Justin you know, made a lot of plays going back to his career at Ohio State, what he showed in the preseason. And so uh, I think you got to be ready for, for either or, but uh, it's going to be a challenge for sure. Sean McVay diplomatic about Andy Dalton because he is a veteran quarterback who a lot of people, and, and uh, you've pointed out numerous times on the pregame show today that he is, you know, he's competent and he's going to, I think, run Matt Nagy's offense in a fashion where Nagy will feel comfortable with what he does out there. The question is, does he have enough talent to overcome some of the shortcomings that the skill players around him may not may not give him as big of an advantage Correct. as he's had. When in his best years, you know, AJ Green was amongst the elite wide receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. And you had other complimentary pieces as well that really I think brought Andy Dalton's level of play up. I don't know if he has the same skill position players that the Bears are trotting out there right now. And so that's where I think it might be problematic tonight. But you hear from Sean McVay saying let, you know, Justin Fields and what he has that they're they're at least aware and ready of the possibility of him playing some tonight. Okay, so this is classic, Dion. I'm like flipping through my notebook. Why? Because you said something and I'm like, oh, I remember. I wrote it down mm-hmm. somewhere and I'm trying to remember. But Andy Dalton hasn't hasn't quarterbacked a winning team since, is it 15 or 16? See, I wrote it down. Now I can't find I can, it. Yeah, this I can probably. Classic. So the last um, time that he was the starting quarterback for a winning team was 2015 15. when he was 10-3 and three for the yes, Bengals. Yes, that's been a long time. You know, and that was the year he was actually in, consider, uh, in the conversation for the league MVP. Yes. They were 10-3 and three before he got hurt. He threw 25 touchdown passes to seven interceptions, and that Bengals team was a, was a bit of a surprise, and they were mm-hmm. rolling. And then I, 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 I'm, I believe, if memory serves, he broke his thumb. Or that sounds so, right. Um, but I could be off. But I believe it was a you know a hand injury, and he couldn't finish the season. But yeah, and since then though, he was six nine and one for the Bengals, seven and nine for the Bengals, five and six for the Bengals, two and eleven for the Bengals, and then last season when Dak got injured, he was four and five as the Cowboys starter. Yeah, and and he is his his passer rating against the Rams. He's had three games against them, two and one last year was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, lost in London. Um, right, that they, I think they lost 24 to 10, but his passer rating against the Rams defense overall has been about 89. He's been sacked six times. He's, uh, what, four touchdowns, two interceptions, something like that. Mm-hmm. I know I, again, wrote it down, can't find it when I that's need right. it. But, um, but he's been, he's been average. Yeah. He's been average. And so that's what the Bears have been for two seasons now, yes. just average. Yeah. And so, and, and to hear that the spread is now eight and a half, it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm running out of things, ways to, to say that I'm not optimistic. It's interesting, too, because a lot of the, uh, you'll see, oftentimes, a lot of the sharp gamblers will be more than happy to take a big number, like, you know, eight and a half or seven and a half. However, I think the fact that it's, again, Sunday night football in L.A., the Rams, they have Stafford. I think a lot of people are buying into the idea that Sean McVay is going to go out there and do what he can to kind mm-hmm. of show everybody, hey, we're a force to be reckoned with.
However, if the Bears can actually pull off the upset, they will find upset. They will find themselves in first place because everybody else in the NFC North is going to lose if the Packers haven't officially already lost. I'm they looking have. right now. It's it's the final. Yes. So yes, so everybody in the NFC North has officially lost, and that includes the Packers, who were thumped in Jacksonville. I said that correctly. In Jacksonville <laughs> by the Saints, 38-3. to Michael on the south side is, uh, maybe he's not surprised by this. Hey, Michael, you're on the uh, Bears pregame show with Deion Miller and Jeff Miller. What's up? Mike. Mike, turn off Michael. your radio. We'll come back to you. Uh, when you call in, folks, you got to turn the radio down so you can actually hear us when we go to you. So that's just a little tip to uh, the listeners out there. We'll go back to Mike here shortly. But, Dion, the Packers get crushed 38-3. to Jameis Winston throws five touchdown passes. And, again, I'm not really surprised that the Saints beat the Packers, but I'm a little surprised in the manner in which they did so. Uh very surprised in the manner in which they did. Five touchdown passes for James Winston. Five. Five. And zero interceptions. Zero. And and Dion, Dion, he got LASIK two seasons ago. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> I have heard that. Game changer. Yes. I, I stand here. I, I can t- attest that LASIK is a game changer. So um, that okay, is. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's, <laughs> let's not move past this too quickly because I, here's the thing. Uh, I, I am, I'm not diminishing the fact that it helps to see better. Right. But I'm surprised by the idea that having LASIK would all of a sudden allow you to stop throwing interceptions to guys who are in different colored jerseys. How bad was his That's vision? The question. That I, is the question, we, right? Listen, I mean, we don't cover the Saints here. No. <laughs> but we may need to get on the horn with some of our ESPN brethren who do cover the Saints and yeah. say, listen... We need, the, we need the sit-down story. How bad was your vision, Jameis? Right. Because, like, five touchdowns, zero picks. and Yeah, uh, yeah how bad was it? How, bl- how blurry on? were things? All right, let's try uh, All Mike's right, back. Let's try Michael, who's on the south side. Hey, Mike, you're, uh, you're not surprised that the Packers uh, got thumped today, huh? Well, I'm not surprised because I don't think this is the same uh, uh, Rodgers. This guy, don't, he don't seem like he wants to be there anymore. I can tell you, it's just so appearance. He looks lethargic. and. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't give this uh, division away just just like that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good blueprint for the rest of the league. What they did, uh, I mean, really, it was like they was not into it. I mm-hmm. mean, they were mm-hmm. lethargic, and he looked old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, maybe he came back. Maybe when he wanted to retire, he should have retired. So uh, Mike thinks that now the door has been opened for the Bears potentially to go ahead and uh, claim the NFC North. Now, uh, I think, you know, complete honesty here, Deanne and I have been watching the game, but with one eye, because obviously we're doing the show, so I, I don't know if I can you know, accurately tell you that the blueprint has been laid out for everybody now going forward to beat the Packers, per se. Right. Uh, you know, this could just be a one-off. The Saints are still a very good team. They were a playoff team last year. Very good team. Yeah, they're a very good team. And, and I think Jameis, too, had something to prove. And, yeah. and you know, that, that the, where they're, they're playing in Jacksonville, it's all odd. I mean, yeah. I, I agree, though, with Mike that Aaron Rodgers' body language was yes. not positive of course they were getting beat badly the whole time but next week they play the lions i still feel like there is this is still the packers this is still they're going to turn things around they know i mean i'm not sure aaron will come out and say relaxed but i feel like that's really (laughs) where his brain will be in this like everybody chill out Mm -hmm. it's week one we are going to be just fine and i think that that's what we're going to see but i will tell you if bears fans want to do this just for fun go look at the standings right now the bears are alone in first place now 
They do kick off in about 50 minutes, so <laughs> things could change very quickly. But snap a photo with that mentally of, of that, the way that looks, because that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? I love it. It is, uh, it's a great point. The Bears are alone in first place in the NFC North <laughs> for the first time in the 2021 season. They haven't played yet, but... Everybody else has lost, so uh, there you go. Take solace in that, Bears fans. Correct. We can say that at some point during the 2021 NFL season, the Bears were indeed in first place. We'll see if it's short-lived or if uh, maybe it'll last all week. That would be a very good thing. She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. We're here for your Bears pregame show. We will be here all season long, two hours before the Bears game begins. Tonight they have a 7:20 kick on NBC. Uh, the uh, marquee matchup as the Rams open up SoFi Stadium to their crowd this time. So we got plenty more to discuss, including what exactly a longtime NFL veteran thinks a quarterback needs to get ready to play. Jeff Saturday tells you whether or not a quarterback needs to get game reps. We'll do that next. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago pregame show. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Bears pregame show on ESPN 1000, taking you up till about 7 o'clock. Bears kick against the Rams at 7.22 night. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Dion Miller, and we'll be here for you all throughout the season. So whenever the Bears have a game, we'll give you the pregame show. We'll check in with J.D. like we did earlier today and uh, bring you all the news and notes that you need to know as we get you ready for Bears and Rams tonight on NBC. I always love it because um, Dion L. Michaels has the... You know, he doesn't always do the doubleheader. Right. But this is the only week that he really does do the doubleheader because he knows he has to be there for the NFL opener. Yeah. And then obviously the Sunday nighter, it's their first of the year. So that's a marquee game as well. And so we were, we are going to get, he's got, look, he's, Al's always going to put on a great presentation, but don't be surprised if come late in the game, we get a little bit of a fatigued and tired Al Michaels. <laughs> and listen, he's a, He's done and achieved more than I ever will in this business. He's but the gold standard. He's of course. awesome. He's, he's in LA though. He likes. Oh, he likes good that, point uh, by Tyler. Yeah, that's true. He's going to have. Vibes. He's going to feel nice well, listen, and rested. He's, he's at that, home. that new spaceship. All that points. stuff. Oh, it's a good yeah. point by Tyler. Very he's, good point. You know what? I, I hadn't thought about this, but Al Michaels may have demanded the Sunday night game in the first week. Be in LA, and he may have gotten that done. Because remember last year, that's the true. Rams opened up because it was the opening this is of SoFi right. matchup. On the schedule for no, the NFL week the mar- one. <laughs> Look, Tyler, you're right. You're right. It's But it's the marquee matchup because of SoFi. That's why they're selling right. it. Because SoFi yes. has fans in the Correct. stands. And, you and know. There's, and there's just something about, I mean, his voice is so synonymous with the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I remember, I mean, just on Thursday night, as soon as they play the music and as soon as he he, he welcomes you to the game, it's like, all right, the NFL is back, you yes, know? It's, absolutely. It's cool. It's a, It gives you an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I'm excited. So, so for us as Bears fans, you know, we're watching and waiting. And it, it is awesome to have the Bears on Sunday Night Football because it is more meaningful when Al Michaels and Chris Collins were on the call. It feels bigger it does. When, when they're on the call. So it is uh, certainly cool to have the Bears on Sunday Night Football with a chance to go ahead and open up a one-game lead in the NFC North because, as we've been (laughs) talking about, everybody in the NFC North has lost aside from the Bears who have not played yet. The Packers get throttled by the Saints 38-3. to I just didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did. I did not. not. Jameis Winston goes ahead and throws five touchdowns. Uh, The Vikings lose in overtime to the Bengals 27-24. Now, the Vikings were on the road, so they can take a little bit of solace in that. But 
Joe Burrow uh, connected with Jamar Chase for yeah. a long touchdown, which was critical in that game. Big comeback for Joe Burrow. I mean, yeah. this is a long time coming. He was he was started great last year before the injury and picking up right where he left off. And I think a big a big outing for Jamar Chase too because he struggled with drops yeah. throughout the entire preseason and they invested a lot with their first pick, a very high pick on Jamar Chase and so they were buying a lot into the idea that they were going to reconnect the LSU teammates there and mm-hmm. uh, it was big for Jamar Chase to catch a long touchdown which Helped the Bengals beat the Vikings today 27-24. to And the Lions, no real surprise here. The 49ers beat them 41-33. to Probably the biggest surprise was that the Lions put up a fight in the fourth quarter, scoring mm-hmm. 16 points to get them back into the game and actually gave them a shot to go ahead and try and tie it late. But unfortunately for the Lions, but good for the Bears fans out there because the Lions could not come back and complete the uh, tying of that game, they fall short in the 49ers zone, and they lose that one 41 to 33. Uh, garbage time touchdowns. Where where have we ever seen that mm. before? Um, in let's talk about a little bit of that San Francisco game because just like the Bears, uh, the 49ers have a rookie quarterback that they're trying to bring in in mm-hmm. Trey Lance, and he did make an appearance today. What he one pass did he throw? He so he threw one pass, one pass, and it was a touchdown. Okay, and so clearly Kyle Shanahan. Wanted to give his young quarterback a little bit of confidence. Brought mm-hmm. him in in the red zone. He throws a five-yard touchdown pass. And the 49ers go ahead. And they actually, he, he came in multiple times throughout the game. He actually had three carries for two yards. They're running a lot of read option with Trey Lance. And I think that's really the main reason why the Kyle Shanahan was so enamored with his ability and what mm-hmm. he's going to bring to their running game. And um, he did get out there. And so we will be watching closely because here in Chicago, everybody's going to see, is Matt Nagy going to use Justin Fields in a similar manner tonight? I think on this stage like this, they want to. You don't You don't grab a guy like that and sing his praises through the preseason and let fans see how good he is and not use him in your biggest situations. This is a very, very big situation for the Bears. But I was interested to watch some of the other rookies that, played today and started mm-hmm. today obviously trevor lawrence you saw him making mistakes and and growing he he was good he was what was he 28 of 50 through 51 passes yeah that's that's insane that's not i don't that's think a, uh, that's too much i don't think that that uh <laughs> is going that that didn't that's probably not going to sit well with urban meyer because no. the jags the jags the, the jaguars lose to the texans today and let's be honest most people have the Texans pegged as the worst team in the league. Yeah, correct. Because of what they're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson situation has put them in a, in a precarious situation as an organization. And so the fact that Tyrod Taylor was able to lead them to a victory was um, a little bit of a surprise. I think most people thought the Jaguars would have an opportunity to get up on the right foot here. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, even though the stats look pretty good, they do lose that one 37 to 21 with Houston at home today. Yeah. And he and what I was hearing and seeing watching like Red Zone today and and some of the mistakes that Trevor Lawrence was making was like he's going to have to learn. You heard announcers say that over and over again, like he's going to have to learn this. He's going to have to learn that. So I just I watch it with the thought of of Justin Fields and and what we will see from him and where to kind of measure him up to some of these other guys that played full games today. I mean, Zach Wilson, obviously the Jets are going to jet. That's just who they are. But he sacked six times. I mean, like, that doesn't feel productive to me. Yeah, no, he the, he struggled. The Jets as a whole struggled. I will say, I, I do want to reject the notion of the Jets being the Jets just yet because I'll give them a little bit of leeway because I do believe uh, Robert Sala, their new head coach, yeah. um, is a, going to be a good head coach in this league. And so 
I don't want to just put the whole thing like they have a new regime change. And so I'll give them a little bit of leeway before I go ahead and uh, they can prove that I'm wrong and they can just go ahead and be the Jets. J-E-T-S, <laughs> Jets, 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 right? We'll give them space and grace to grow, right? Yes, like exactly. We're not going to hold out the judgment on week one. I try and be a, you know, a little more nuanced as, a, <laughs> as an analyst when I put my analyst cap on, Dion. Um, but... Also around the league, your Browns, Dion. Your Browns. They looked I'm, good early. I, but I'm not ready. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, They've lost 18 straight uh, and openers. The, and listen, 18. A lot of people uh, have been very excited about the Browns. They've yes. been picking them to win the AFC North this year because of all the injuries the Ravens have had to deal with. A lot of people think Ben may be done uh, in Pittsburgh. And yeah. so it looks like it's the opportunity for the Browns to go ahead and claim their Division finally, and they looked really good early they against the really Chiefs good. in Kansas City. But it's September, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and he is still undefeated in September. He's now 11 and 0 in his career as he brought the Chiefs back after trailing at halftime 22 to 10. The Browns have not won Week One since 2004. That's a really long time. That is quite a bit. That's a long stretch of not winning. I'm disappointed because you even said it off the air. We were talking and you're like, wow, 10 minutes feels like a really long time for the Browns. And it was, it was spelled the end for them. They were clinging to their lead as much as they could. But uh, Patrick Mahomes goes for three touchdowns, 337 passing yards. Now, Nick Chubb ran for two touchdowns. He rushed for 83 yards as Mm -hmm. well. But uh, Tyreek Hill had a long touchdown, 197 yards on 11 catches and one touchdown today. So uh, the Chiefs, even though they allowed the Browns um, to get up on them, they were able to come back elsewhere. In Washington, the Chargers and Justin Herbert get themselves a win. Brandon Staley's first win as head coach. They beat Washington football team 20-16. to The Seahawks... Go ahead and Russell Wilson behind his four touchdown passes beat the Colts twenty-eight to sixteen. Remember when we thought Russell Wilson was coming to Chicago? Uh, you know, it's <laughs> sorry, funny. I'll let it no, go. it's all right because, like, I'm glad you were like again. I had actually forgotten all about it because of the uh, Justin same. Fields yeah. draft pick, and then you reminded us at the top of the show, and I was like, that did happen. It we did. spent like at least a month talking about the idea did. of Russell Wilson coming to the Bears, and um, I am I'm actually glad though that they were able to go ahead and draft Justin Fields because mm-hmm. the truth be told. Everything that they were going to have to give up for Russell Wilson, I was in love with the idea of landing a franchise quarterback, but it was going to be very tricky to thread that needle of how much is too much to give up and totally. still t- still surround him with actual talent, right? Well, and won't, won't Justin Fields be here longer? Like, well, we're looking at 10, 15 years, and, hopefully. And the truth is that if Justin Fields, if they landed the right guy, having him on a rookie deal is going to be a huge advantage for the Bears in years two, three, and four, X, where, yes. where they can hopefully surround him with some elite talent, land some free agents who maybe want to come and play with Justin Fields while he's on the rookie deal. That's Absolutely. the real value of having a good young quarterback of on your course, team. Of course, of course. It opens up so many possibilities on the financial side. All right, we'll zip around the league and tell you what else happened as we get set for Bears and Rams. She is Deanne Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. This is the Chicago Bears pregame show brought to you by 3Chi and Valparaiso University here on ESPN 1000. This is ESPN Chicago Pregame on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. things up here on the Chicago Bears pregame show on ESPN 1000. We are now under a half an hour away from opening kickoff 
to the 2021 NFL season for the Bears as they take on the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. The first time the Rams will welcome a home crowd for a regular season game. I'm Jeff Meller along with Dion Miller. We're here for you throughout the season as the Bears pregame show. So make sure you make an appointment listening two hours before the Bears game begins. We've been talking a lot about the Bears today, Dion, and we've been talking a lot about the Packers losing 38-3 yes. to, to the Saints. Bears fans rejoice. I, I, yeah, for a few minutes, for yes. uh, for at least the next 30 minutes, maybe maybe the next three and a half hours, the Bears are in first place Absolutely. in the NFC North. And, and as we pointed out earlier, they may be, even if they lose, just by sheer alphabetical, alphabetical order. order. Yes, <laughs> no matter what. Hey, and you know what? We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. Did you hey. also know they've made the playoffs two of the last three years? <laughs> I've heard that every now and then, yes. Yeah, we talk about that every now and again. Yeah. No, I'm getting really excited now. I mean, it's been a long buildup today. Um, but I have really enjoyed, I've enjoyed watching the games today. I've enjoyed seeing fans back in the stadium, mm-hmm. full stadiums, things that we've missed. The rhythm of fall includes the NFL in this way. And I'm excited about it. Absolutely. Let's see what the Bears can do. Let's and, stop talking. More action. And it will certainly become a lot more excited around the city if the Bears can pull off the victory tonight. Now they go into the game eight and a half point underdogs. They uh, mm-hmm. open as seven and a half point dogs. So that means that uh, the money has come in on the Rams. People believe that Matthew Stafford, who we're watching throw right now in warmups, people believe that he and Sean McVay, the pairing is going to be tough for the Bears to overcome. But hey, uh, they can uh, go ahead and uh, make some believers out of the rest of the league who cover them because uh, if they can go ahead and pull off an upset tonight on national TV, I do think the narrative would quickly change uh, even only after one week. And boy, if Andy Dalton could pull off a win, our... uh, our conversations would definitely get a lot more can interesting. Can you imagine? Because like, if, he, if he can pull off the upset win here, the question will be how long of a leash has he you know, given himself? Given because, himself, yeah, yeah the, you know, a win here will, I think, go a long way into helping him settle in for a longer tenure than maybe Bears fans want because, of course, everybody's excited and waiting for Justin Fields to actually play. Uh, totally. I mean, the fact that he is currently on the screen and mm, at I this know. moment not scheduled to play tonight it lends you it lets you understand just how how much hype surrounds him and you have to think about Matthew Stafford he threw for 4000 yards on a five win team yeah. this is a guy mm-hmm. who who is feeling much better having more talent around him and being in that winning franchise and being able to play the way that he knows he can play with an offensive genius like McVay like this is this is a good match for them to really show off tonight. Absolutely, and it'll be a huge litmus test for the Bears to see where they're at amongst some of the NFC's elites. Elsewhere around the NFL, some scores that we have not mentioned. The Eagles beat the Falcons today 32-6. to Jalen Hurts throws three touchdown passes in that one, and rookie yeah. Devontae Smith scored his first NFL touchdown. The Steelers, in a bit of a surprise, beat the Bills in Buffalo 23-16. to So much slowdown on that uh, Josh Allen MVP hype. I thought I, when they jumped out to the lead, I was really like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what we expected. I think a lot of people were. I like that team all the way around, Buffalo. Sure. Uh, I know Mark Greco does. Car- yeah, same. Car- the Cardinals uh, beat the Titans 38-13 to behind Kyler Murray's strong showing. He had four touchdown passes, and he also ran for one as well. 
We also had the Panthers beat the Jets. Deanna was talking about Zach Wilson's tough start to his NFL career. The mm-hmm. Panthers beat the Jets 19-14 to in Sam Darnold's revenge. The Dolphins beat the Patriots 17-16 to today. They hold on for a one-point win as Jalen Waddell scores his first NFL career touchdown. He's only nine shy of Tom Waddell's career total. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, Mac Jones. Yes. 29 of 39, 281. Not not bad. No, he looked pretty solid, but uh, the Patriots, it seems like, struggled to get the ball in when they approached the red zone there, so the Dolphins were tough. What do you think that Belichick postgame sounded like? Probably short. Mm. Yeah, short. Yeah. Yeah. Grumbling. Next question. We're on to to whoever's next. (laughs) On to to the Jets. On to the Jets. Correct. All right, Deanne, we're oh, basically out of time. It went fast. It did go fast. Any, last, it would. any last second thoughts? I, I hope that the Bears surprise us. You want, to, you want to make a prediction here in your maiden voyage? Uh, sure, why not? I'm going to say 24-10 Rams. All right. I've got the Rams blowing the Bears out 41-12. to Wow. See what happens. Thanks, 41? Tyler. Thanks, Tyler Aki. Oof. We'll be back next Thanks, week. Tyler. This has been the Bears pregame show.